and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So, couch guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what the kids are talking about right now. Mm-hmm. The kids are all talking about couch guy. Let me tell you, when you're on TikTok, like I am, and you're flipping through videos, and all of a sudden, everybody's talking about couch guy, and you're like, who? What? Where did berries and cream go? Oh, no. Your husband did that, by the way. I know he did that. He... It is everywhere. Even like it has made a resurgence to the point where Starburst is making like little TikToks with the original berries and cream guy again, all because of your husband. Do you think like the original berries and cream guy will reach out to Justin and like thank him for reinvigorating? He's you know? got to be able to get some free Starburst out of that. Yeah. At least. Well, the what problem if they is, bring back berries and cream Starburst he, because of Justin? He put the he put the sound on there, but it's not like if you read articles about it, they'll say like the sound was originally added to TikTok by podcaster Justin McElroy, McElroy. Yeah, in January. <laughs> but but it's not him. So he said it's such a like it's, it's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> he can work He's that proud, angle. but he can't claim it. <laughs> they they tweeted their way into a major motion picture trolls too they can he can tweet his way into some free starburst (laughs) that seems like that seems easy he recently tweeted about some kringles from this wisconsin kringle company that we really (laughs) like and i think we might we might get a free kringle out of the deal (laughs) i feel like you all have achieved like the the perfect level of celebrity don't get any more well known right now you can just get like kind of well-known food companies to send you like some samples when you want them and that's the dream <laughs> there's a pumpkin kringle i really want <laughs> can, can i ask a these... dumb question what's what's a kringle <laughs> i didn't uh, know until sydney and justin got like six of them last year i think for christmas we, but i'm not sure do you know how we discovered kringles Mm-mm. there was a hallmark christmas movie oh that's right with uh a small small town baker mm-hmm. who makes Kringles and she's really good at it. And then like big business guy comes to small town mm-hmm. and learns the magic of Kringles and Christmas and love all at once. And anyway, we were watching this and we were like, what is a Kringle? I've never heard of a Kringle. So we looked it up and because I was like, is this just a Hallmark thing? No, it's a real thing. It's like a ring of pastry, like flaky pastry that's filled with something. I mean, like a big ring, like, like big, big. Yeah. Like you, multiple people shared. can eat it. Yes, it's filled with something, and, it, yeah. and it's filled with something. And then usually, like there's like an icing on top too. Yeah. Um, you can put anything you want in. I think like the original is more like a cinnamony kind of like spicy thing mm-hmm. that okay. sort of feel. Um, the one that like there's a pecan one we've gotten for dad. There's a cream cheese one that's really good. That there's, one was very good. Mm-hmm. I remember that. We have mm-hmm. we have bought from this Kringle company many times. <laughs> They're really good. Wow. Wow. Anyway, um, but okay, I do need to discuss Couch Guy because not yeah. just the kids on TikTok have been talking about him; he's everywhere. Okay, he's. I didn't see. I it took me an embarrassing amount of time to try to find the original video on TikTok because mm-hmm. if you just search well, Couch Guy, yeah, there's so many, and I the sound wasn't helping me. I couldn't find it. Anyway, it took me so long to figure out why are the kids talking about is there a hand on this guy's back and what is mm-hmm. happening? So if you're unfamiliar, Couch Guy refers to a TikTok in which a girl was 
surprising her, I guess, long distance boyfriend at college. Um, and she like, someone's filming her. She walks in the door to his apartment uh, and he's sitting on the couch when she comes in with like two other girls and it looks like there's a hand on his back. And as soon as he sees her, like he doesn't look like super happy in my opinion he's not like oh my gosh he's he looks like, like pleased <laughs> yeah like, but that, oh <laughs> yeah that's the word i'd use he looks pleased um, he doesn't look upset but you do you can tell if you look the girls both scoot when she comes in like mm. away from him and it looks like one of them had his phone and gives him his phone back yes. and there's a hand on his back yes that is uh, that is the alleged Yes. problem and now, also it some people think she went in for a kiss and he just went to hug her it you can watch the video and judge for yourself he has come out and been like oh listen you all need to have you seen the recreations though of people like pretending that like his girlfriend is holding the phone in front of him making him say all these things with like little cue cards <laughs> no. and say like this is what you're supposed to say so he is he is yelled at the internet she is mad at the internet they're both mad about it because they're both like our relationship is great and you all need to mind your own business. Um, but everybody is trying to like play detective and figure out what was going on. I watched the video multiple times and couldn't tell why there was a problem. So I have to trust that. What? Tell me this. Is there a significance to the other girl having his phone that I don't understand? Because okay. to me, if I walked in and someone else was holding Justin's phone, I would not think he's having an affair. <laughs> It is just like, I think um, among us youths, um, it can be like a, a flirty thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to take your phone and like, I don't know, what? take some selfies in your phone or like mm. look through your Instagram. I don't know. To like take, is especially, that- especially I would say under the circumstances that it is a guy who has a girlfriend and these are girls that, you know, he is with okay. more often. I feel I feel bad for these people. I, I because whatever is going on, I don't think this was the intended consequence. I feel like the only way out is for them to like spin this into like an ARG. You know, <laughs> like a what? Riley, you know what those are? Do you? Altered reality. No. Uh, it's it's like oh, yes, yeah. oh, yes. Okay. You know, like the things on the internet where you, there will be like a series of YouTube videos, and there are clues in them, and they yes. lead to like another oh. website. And it's all designed. It's all fake. Okay. It's all like a story, but you participate in it through various means, perhaps through TikToks, Ooh. through emails, through Instagram pictures. That's what maybe that is what it is actually. Maybe this is a <laughs> who who's cheating that- on whom. ARG. And if it's not, hey, couple, that the internet is embarrassing right now, just make it one. Make it one. That would be so cool. Blair Witch that stuff, and you will get out okay. This was a plot point in Unfriended 2, Dark Web, where they were being being harassed and threatened by people on the dark web, but the guy had to pretend like it was all a game he had created. Like an altered reality game he created, so his friends didn't know. And of course, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know a game. if I ever saw Unfriended too. It's actually better than the original. I will say. Oh. Maybe we can talk about it for Spooky Season. Yeah. Um. In my in my opinion, well, I, hope, I, I enjoyed it, but I hope that I is know. what this is because I do feel bad, like, for the these two youths that, that they're going through this because, um, I don't know, like, but I'm old. I watched the video and I was like, I don't understand what. I don't know. I, I'm conflicted between the people that say, stay out of it, it's their business, and the people that say, well, if you're going to publicize 
moments like this on the internet, then are you doing it for you and for your relationship? Are you doing it because like you want internet attention and then you're like inviting comments on your relationship? I post on multiple social media platforms. And so I feel like I can say this. No one is posting that. I mean, maybe you have a lot of reasons Mm -hmm. to put things on social media, but one of them is attention <laughs> for all of us, especially us Gen Zers. It's for attention. Uh, I mean, there is no, I mean, there's yes. no other reason you do it, right? Yes. <laughs> that's why. It is, is that a confusion? I'm not, <laughs> here. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that like it's terrible. I mean, like I again, I post on social media, and one of the reasons I do it is like if I post a funny TikTok video and people are like, oh, that's funny. I go, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> that made me feel Happy good. Yeah, I don't think I've ever like, I just really need to document this very aesthetic salad <laughs> for, for history's sake. It's I'm doing my <laughs> duty. No, it's part of the, I, I don't want attention. It's just for historical record. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to say, wow, that's a nice looking salad. And I can say, yeah, it is. That's it. That's it. This is this is how I also feel. And that I are you really going to get that mad about people commenting on your relationship? Because is it really that authentic of a moment if the only reason it seems like you did it was so you could make a TikTok that would go viral? That's tough. But that's but it's so normalized. Like everybody. Oh, I know. Everybody puts all their special moments on the Internet to share because and why do they do it? Because everybody does it. Mm. And that just perpetuates. So, like, I don't even know if it would occur to you is the moment less special because I feel the need to post it on the internet. I don't think that that, I mean, I think like 10 years ago, but Mm -hmm. now it's just that, well, no, it's just, that's what everyone does. Except Taylor Swift. Ah, she keeps her love life private. Yeah. So I don't know what she has to say. I can't say that I do. I mean, I do a podcast with my husband, so I feel like that's pretty out there. People are kind of aware. (laughs) Your husband is. I think, yeah. I mean, you have his last name. So. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I took it and claimed it for myself. I, um, he doesn't get it anymore. <laughs> I just, I, I, uh, I, you know, it's funny. I, I visited uh, a, a partner in college, uh, surprise, and it was not necessary. It was kind of met with the same resolve, and then we broke up shortly after because, spoiler alert, they weren't that excited. Uh, but I'm just so glad that I didn't have a phone <laughs> or a computer. <laughs> Or the where we yeah. thought a document. I also have a very similar experience. Like it happened. <laughs> God, it wasn't documented. That is a normal thing you do. Your first long distance relationship, you think, I know what will save this relationship. I'm going to go mm-hmm. visit them for a weekend. That'll make up for not seeing each other for eight months at a time. Like, it, everybody does it. I, You know, just mm-hmm. statistics wise, couch guy probably isn't going to make it with phone girl i don't know no no my my formal it's true conclusion is it was suspicious i don't think it means like decisively he's cheating on her i think maybe it hints at like he's not super thrilled to still be in this relationship with his long distance girlfriend or they're just you know they're young they're figuring it out it's fun it's fun you know what it's fun to get attention on the internet it's also fun to get attention in person i'm just saying I like attention. I, I mean, <laughs> this is not. We're not. Disc, we're not diving into the spooky discourse of Couch Guy for the entire episode. No, it? we're not. Is we're not. Spooky? I'm just saying. I wish Couch Guy <laughs> and Phone Girl the best. I hope Phone Girl. I hope whatever. Well, I don't know. I don't know what either of their real names are. If he's Couch Guy, what do we call her? It's fair. Phone Girl. 
Um, I don't just you know, couch guy, phone girl. If you're listening, a cat's gonna do something cool <laughs> tomorrow, and don't you'll be out of everybody's minds. Don't worry about it. Yeah, berries and cream will come back. Berries don't worry. Cream. Just Justin has to save them. Find another yeah. sound clip to upload. Okay, I'll tell him. Don't worry, my husband's gonna save you both. <laughs> Um, what uh, okay. are we talking about this week? We're we're talking about The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> which has nothing to do with Couch Guy. Although, well, although they do sit on a couch a lot. Very prominent couch <laughs> in The Simpsons. There's the- you got a point. <laughs> Couches are running themes in lots of shows, aren't they? Yeah. Uh-huh. Got the Friends couch. Yeah. Got the Simpsons couch. Uh-huh. Even Family Guy has a couch. I feel like the sectional in New Girl is there a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't talk about it, but it's there It's prominently. always there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What, what? Any other famous couches, you guys? <laughs> we could go back to the Snick, the big oh, orange oh, couch, yeah. uh, or the bisexual couch. The, oh, we that don't. I can't. We don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. No, no. You, we talked about. It. Don't don't say bisexual couch in front of a mirror three times. It'll show up in your oh. house. <laughs> oh, remember, remember the worst McDonald's commercial ever. I got a random red couch. I do. No, not nobody remembers that. that. What? Oh. <laughs> Do you I make listen, that up? I listened to a podcast about <laughs> it. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Simpsons Halloween episode specifically, <laughs> Treehouse of Horror, um, which it's funny because when I was I was watching some of them older and more recent to try to get a because um, I like I've seen them, I think, pretty much all in my life. But, I, you know, I mean, some of them I watched when they were out and never again. Yeah. And so it's been a while. Um But as I was watching them, the first ones I saw said like Simpsons Halloween special. So I wonder, I don't think, I was trying to figure out like when was the first, when was it first called Treehouse of Horror, but they just tell you when like the first, I'm sure I can figure this out. Anyway, it is now known as Treehouse of Horror. They've been around since 1990, like October 25th or something, Halloween season of 1990, which was was the second season of The Simpsons. So they didn't do a Halloween special the first year. They started it the second year and they've done it every Halloween time ever since. Um, And for me, the reason that like I wanted to talk about it is I don't know how Taylor, I don't know if I'm just, this happened maybe once or twice. And in my kid brain, it happened every year, but in my, in my memories, it timed out that every night we'd go trick or treating, we'd come back and watch Treehouse of horror after we were done trick or treating. And like, sort through our candy together and trade candy and watch Treehouse of Horror, but it couldn't have timed out that way every time. There's no way trick-or-treating always timed out with Treehouse of Horror, but in my kid brain, it did. I, I do remember watching it a lot. I mean, I don't know. And it, you know, back back in the day when there was program network television that we all engaged with, I, <laughs> I think it was normal to run Halloween specials like on the evening of trick-or-treat. So, on mm. Trick-or-treat used to happen on Halloween. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ever since I have been old enough to trick or treat. I, not that I do. Do you cr- trick or treat now? I wish. I could, No, I wish. Um, it was on uh, Thursday. Yeah. They, they didn't want to make it on a weekend because uh, too much fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was always the worst day of school was the Friday after trick or treat. It's I like, know. really? I got to have all this fun last night and all this candy and dress up and stay up late. And you're going to make me go to school today. I I never understood because, again, uh, my memory was that when we were younger, 
trick or treat was of course you wouldn't look at when it was posted on like the in the you know local newspaper because it was like well no it's on halloween like it's a holiday it's a mm-hmm. set day and whatever day halloween was that was trick or treat night and trick or treat night ended when the house you were walking up to had their lights off mm-hmm. and until then free game it's on like there was no like now there's like a time like that the local newspaper will publish like trick or treat will commence at 6 p.m. on this day and end at 8 p.m. I mean, um, it sound like the purge. <laughs> well, it- <laughs> there are similarities. Yeah, kid purge. Kid purge. Uh, well, I, and now it, it ends before sundown, too. Right. Like, you know, uh, isn't it uh, six to eight or is it? No, it definitely starts ours at six. Ends right as it's like starting to get dark. Like eight. It's dark by the time it ends. Yeah. But it's it like, I don't know, because our kids are little. So also trick or treat for us ends before it ends mm-hmm. because they're tired. I definitely remember running around like late at night and it was absolutely like pitch black. <laughs> You're trying to find mm-hmm. a house that's still giving out candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but that that is not that is not the way of it. Now it's very which I mean, I, I don't know. Is that better? I guess it's safer. is it safer? safer? I don't think Halloween was dangerous, really inherently. So it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to buy that it's safer now if I don't think it was. But maybe it was. Maybe I just didn't know. No. I was a kid. <laughs> anyway, the Simpson was Simpsons were always there for me. <laughs> um, and what I loved about it is I was thinking about some of my favorite episodes, are that they were stories from literature movies popular culture you know tv shows whatever they drew on inspiration from media that already existed to tell that story again uh with the simpsons Mm -hmm. in a fun kid way and sometimes a really scary way yes sometimes a legitimately scary way i'm gonna say i don't like the fun kid way remembering that we did watch these as kids i was like this is there's a lot of stuff here that would so not fly for children today (laughs) We, I don't remember which one we were watching, but at some point they did something that made, oh, there was a, a fog that seeped in the room that made their uh, bodies turn inside yes. out. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I watched that and I thought I would never let Charlie and Cooper, like, this is so horrifying what yeah. I just saw. I mean, I, I'll let them watch it when they're older, but right now I think they'd have nightmares about the Simpsons inside well, out. They turn inside out and then they start performing a musical number while, like, their gore sloshes around on stage. It was delightful, yes. and I'm like, "Wow, I can't believe this is." <laughs> it's it's really creepy, and I mean, some of them like uh, so. The first one that premiered, I guess, is when because they all I had to look up when they all happened because they all mixed together in my head. Mm-hmm. Was the Raven, mm-hmm. where Bart is the Raven, mm-hmm. and they Homer is the guy from the Raven. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not Poe. Pers- I mean, it is Poe, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. He's, he's the, the guy. guy. He's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Raven guy. <laughs> the, the raven guy. Not the cat's guy, the <laughs> <Yeah>. raven guy. <laughs> I know who Poe is. I don't think, I mean, I know it's first person anyway. Is it supposed to literally be Poe? Maybe. I mean, he's... English major. I was going to say, I, I almost have an thing. English degree. I don't <laughs> know. He's talking about Lenore, and Lenore was a representation of an actual person in Poe's life. It's true. So Poe. So Homer Simpson is playing Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. And... Bart is a raven and they started with that and it which was a very cool like I, I like it because I think what you see sometimes in Treehouse of Horror is them like it, there's commentary and stuff but also there's just this really cool connection to literature 
or something that is fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like the people who are making the Simpsons are getting to do something that's a little more experimental and fun. And, and like as a kid, I just thought that they were spooky things. I was for some reason allowed to watch. Yeah. And they also did like the usually three, right? Like three segments or more even or more, yeah. um, which I always felt like made it more fun to watch because even if it got a little scary, it was like, don't worry. There's another one. It's over. <laughs> Starts over. And I was reading through like a description of them. They typically each like little horror vignette will be completely disconnected. Yeah. First of all, the episodes are completely disconnected from The Simpsons as a show. It's they stand alone. They Took do not me a while contribute to, to the narrative. That. They kept dying, and I was like, "But they keep coming <laughs> back. I don't understand." And they typically are completely disconnected from each other. But I guess there have been like like twice ever where they'll there'll be little themes that carry. Oh, I didn't know Like, that. there's one where Groundskeeper Willie gets killed by an axe in the exact same way in every vignette, oh. which is a running joke. And they usually don't do that with these. They usually uh-huh. don't have, like, a running theme. Yeah, well, and the, the aliens are consistent throughout mm. Treehouse of Horror. They always find a way to work them in in every episode, right? Yes. Yes. They they always try to... I, I feel like... And I don't know that for a fact, but I think you're right, that they're yeah. either almost always or every single yeah. Treehouse of Horror, they show up at some point. Yeah. Um. Those big green guys. Yes. I. They used to gross me out because of the drooling. Yeah. The, really? Yeah. I don't know why that used to bother me, but like I, the the constant okay. stream of liquid from their mouths well, would kind of ick me. Yeah. <laughs> it would ick you. It would ick me. <laughs> um, so they were not... I, I understand that like they are fan favorites. They weren't this fan's nah. favorite, but... <laughs> not all fans' favorite. <laughs> not... Not not all fans love them, but I'm fine with it. I like. I was thinking uh, they're in that they're in the one that's a parody for uh, How to Serve Man, but you know, like oh, it's mm-hmm. in this book. Uh, but I I feel like watching the show back as an adult with like a good understanding of like horror media was so much more enjoyable because like figuring out like what are they pulling from because they mm-hmm. pull like so much like classic Twilight Zone or like you know like. Yep. works of film like you were mentioning literature like it's really fun to like get it like what is the thing oh it's that they're parodying like one of my mm-hmm. favorite episodes is the one where Bart's the little boy with with mental powers that he can do whatever he wants you know and everybody's yeah. afraid of him but that's that's a, a parody of one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes it's a good life where it's a little boy that keeps sending people <laughs> to cornfield and like <laughs> can control <laughs> like controls the town because he's got these psychic powers Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about more of uh, some of our favorite tree houses, tree house of horrors, tree houses of horror, mm-hmm. tree house of horrors. Mm-hmm. All right. Shows. No. <laughs> but before. Yeah. <laughs> trees, house of horror, terror, yeah. horror, yeah. trees, trees. Okay. Simpsons episodes. But before we do that, let's, let's check, check the, the group, group message. message. Oh, uh. no. <laughs> that was creepy. Anyway. Um, so I, I am sad to report that spooky season has begun and here in Huntington, it continues to be about 80 degrees every day. Yes. Um, and I made the grave error of bringing out my fall clothes when I thought it was going to stay cool when we had like two days in a row where it was like 65 degrees. Classic. It was silly. So I've started wearing like cardigans and jean jackets and such to, to classes. Um, and it makes me all sweaty cause it's really hot outside, <laughs> but, um, do you know why I don't I don't stink when I show up into class, even though I'm all sweaty? Why is that? Because I already have Native's legendary aluminum-free deodorant. 
So I got that going on under my pits all the time. I'm sweaty, but it's all right because I smell like coconut. Mm. Um, and not only do they have this deodorant that I love, but they also have their new body wash, toothpaste, and brand new mineral-based sunscreen, which, of course, is important to wear every day. Um, they have an SPF 30 sunscreen for your face and body. It's lightweight. It absorbs quickly. And you can choose between unscented or coconut and pineapple, which uh, the coconut and pineapple smells delicious. Smells like summer. I recommend. But sometimes you got to get that unscented sunscreen. Uh, maybe, you know, you don't want to smell. Don't want your face to smell like anything. That's all right. Uh, and you can get their deodorant and body wash and amazing scents like coconut, vanilla, citrus, and herbal musk, lavender, and rose, and more. And all the scents smell great. I can attest to that, both in body wash and deodorant. Um, I like having the same scent in both my body wash and deodorant because then I just feel like I am one cohesive smell. Um, I do enjoy that. That's, that's what I usually say about you. Thank you. Riley is one cohesive smell. It's usually what I'm rocking every day is one cohesive smell in my native deodorant body wash combination. So, Tay, if our listeners also want to be one cohesive smell, what should they do? Well, they can stay fresh and stay clean with Native by going to nativedeo.com slash buffering or use promo code buffering at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash buffering. Or use promo code buffering at checkout for 20% off your first order. So last night was a busy night for us uh, in our household. Uh, the girls both had dance class at the same time, which is great. But it's later in the evening and uh, it kind of overlaps with our typical like dinner routine. Mm -hmm. So we pick them up from dance class. We put them in the car and they're both instantly screaming. They're starving. They need food. They need it now. Um, and they're not ready to they're not going to wait. And I don't want to cook at that point. So what do I do? Pull up my phone, open up my DoorDash app and get food delivered to our house waiting on our front porch when we arrive home from dance class. It's like How magic. Perfect. I know it's perfect. Um, DoorDash has really got you covered when you just you don't have time. You don't feel it. You, you, you can't cook. Uh, or you, you know, you want food from one of your favorite local places, but you don't feel comfortable going out right now. Maybe you're not ready to go eat inside a restaurant, but you still want to support local restaurants and, and eat some of their delicious goodies. You can use DoorDash. Uh, you open the app, you pick where you want to eat from, what you want to eat from there. You put in your order and it is dropped off safely outside your door, contactless delivery, um, it's it's great. We use DoorDash constantly. It's a it's a staple in our life, especially in the past, you know, going on two years now. We have we have really taken advantage of DoorDash to keep us um, getting our favorite local treats. So, mm -hmm. Taylor, if our listeners want to check out DoorDash, what should they well, do? Right now, our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more and zero delivery fees for the first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code buffering. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BUFFERING. Don't forget, that's code BUFFERING for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite um, episodes of Treehouse 4 was uh, the Shining one. We were talking about drawing on famous mm -hmm. movies and works of literature and stuff like that. There's the Shining one where Homer and, and family have to go... Um, be caretakers of a hotel just like in the shining and uh in the process there is no tv and no beer and so homer you know loses his mind and attacks his family mm -hmm. um which was always one of my favorites because i thought it was a great gag when 
he's he's writing on the walls no beer make homer go crazy (laughs) (laughs) and then he stops he says no beer make homer and marge says go crazy and he says don't mind if i do (laughs) i used to quote that when i was younger because i thought it was such a great gag (laughs) anyway that was always one of my favorites um I, was, I just thought it was a clever yeah. play. He on also that. does all the intros to different because he does the "Here's Johnny" and then he does all the other like late night intros, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very funny, and I think it's funny. It's it's great because uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers are the ones who like sort of are there setting them up. Like they, it's their hotel or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's Mr. Burns' hotel, and like he's setting them up. He's like, "You're going to watch this place, whatever." And as they're leaving, Smithers is like, "Are you worried about how all the other families we've had up here have like <laughs> gone crazy and <laughs> killed killed themselves or killed each other or whatever? Yeah. Like we, then they've all been murdered." And he's like, "Oh well, we'll see how this one works out. And if it happens again, maybe we'll reevaluate or something." <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's just great. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to remember. I, it was one that I could not remember which one it was, so I didn't get to rewatch it. But the first one I have a vivid memory of is, I just looked it up, it's from 2007, which makes sense. Um, but it's where Bart has the alien, but it's like E.T. Mm. Um, he has the little, little alien. In, mm-hmm. It's called um, E.T. Well, it's called E.T. Go Home. So, um, But I remember liking that one because it was the first one in that episode. And it wasn't super spooky. Yeah. So I remember seeing like little alien and I knew E.T. It's like, I get this reference. This is within my understanding, but also I'm not scared because <laughs> I would have been like seven. That is the first one I have a memory of because I remember when they would come on on Sundays, often you all would be over for like a Sunday dinner mm-hmm. and that would be the thing we did after dinner. We sit down and watch like the Simpsons and Family Guy. Yeah. And the Halloween one would come on. It's like, okay, they're grown ups. They're not going to get scared. So I just got to. I just got to get ready for it. But that one, <laughs> that one, I could, I could do because it was just DT. <laughs> yep. One of the one of the first ones that I remember, I guess, making an impact on me. I think disturbing me uh, was the, um, the forbidden donut one. I think it's called the the Devil oh, in Homer Simpson, this... where Flan- uh, Flanders is mm-hmm. the devil. He has that forbidden donut that he can't finish, or else he has to give his soul to <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Mm, forbidden donut. We used to say that so much. Or soul donut. Mm, soul no, donut. That's. A, I feel like I can hear Dad saying that in my head. Um, but that. Yes. And it, it's it's got like everything I want from a narrative piece. The devil's there. There's you know a lot at stakes. Then there's kind of a sweet ending where the way that Homer gets out of his contract is because he already promised his soul to Marge as his wife. Yeah. But then the the little twist at the end is the devil makes his head a giant donut. And for some reason, that image of Homer eating his own head at the table disturbed me as a child so deeply. There were a lot of of, of visually disturbing kind of things like that throughout the Treehouse of Horror. I found the one where um, the teachers start eating the students. Yeah. That one Mm -hmm. one I found Mm -hmm. disturbing. (laughs) Watching them, oh, initially they start feeding the students to the other students in the cafeteria, and then it kind of grows from there. But um, I found that one very upsetting. <laughs> I, I was thinking about how that, like, 
that episode of uh, Invaders and we talked about Dark Harvest where that got so much like shock and feedback because like oh that's horrible they're talking about taking organs from children and then this episode of The Simpsons happened like a decade before that where they're actively showing like there's there's no there's no like you know misinterpretation there they're eating the children <laughs> they're just eating the kids yeah yeah um okay I might be totally making this up and I was trying to find it. And I can't find any reference to it. Am I imagining that they did a reference at one point to that episode of Twilight Zone where they're all pigs? Oh, uh, Beauties in the Eye of the Beholder? Yeah. Or Eye of the Beholder, I think. Is I don't know why I remember that. I, don't I re- might I don't be creating this that. in my I mean, head. I tried to look it up online and no one... They <laughs> no may. Reference. I mean, it's certainly been referenced many times, yeah. you know, in other... So I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't know that. I don't know why I have that memory. But I was thinking about the one where Bart is... Um, gets turned into a vampire mm-hmm. and and they all start turning into vampires and lisa's the one that has to kill the head vampire yeah i like that one because it gave me very much um like buffy vibes uh-huh i i enjoyed that i know they've done that and they uh they did the blob homer was mm-hmm. the blob in one um they they sort of did like a salem witch trials kind of one with marge and her sisters mm-hmm uh, but they really were witches again, eating children yeah, again, eating right? Kids. Mm-hmm. Eating kids is a big theme in The Simpsons. I feel like there's also a lot of uh, kind of callbacks throughout Treehouse of Horrors where Marge turns out to be evil, which I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a plot point a lot. Yeah, because you got to figure Marge is secretly very fed oh. up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we and we finally get to see it at Treehouse oh. of Horror. I think what I always enjoyed most about these is that. One, they felt accessible to me because it was like a Halloween thing that I knew was occasionally scary when I was young, but was never scary to the point where like it would give me bad dreams, like, you know, a real horror movie or something. Um, But also it felt like a real Halloween special because often Mm -hmm. shows would do Halloween specials, but only in the sense that like it took place on Halloween or something like that. But this always felt like, oh, this is actually something new and different that is centered around halloween and spooky stuff and, every year and they would draw like sometimes it would draw on classic things um whether it works of horror or otherwise but like other times it would be commentary on the day like uh there was which election was it where the two candidates were actually the yeah. aliens mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. disguise uh, one of them was one yeah of them was bill clinton i know that was it yeah it was uh who's the other one i don't it's i don't remember which election which one which one yeah. it was um mm-hmm. but but yeah but like that they they were uh they, they've done political commentary before i was watching i hadn't watched the one from last year so i watched that one to see like because you know it takes place the other thing is too it's it takes place on halloween right like the episode comes out right around halloween and so it is right if you do have a big election in november it's yeah. right there yeah <laughs> uh and the last one was a uh, the opening thing was like Homer forgets to vote. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Why does my vote? It won't. It probably doesn't matter anyway." And then and that's it's like the, that's the horror. <laughs> that's the horror is that they're living in like a <laughs> post apocalyptic. Like, <laughs> I'm assuming Trump won yeah. is what the that is what we are supposed to understand. Right. I believe because he didn't vote. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a lot, like people, are, like, people always say, like, oh, The Simpsons stopped being funny at some point. But just going back and, like, watching in Redux, just the 
Treehouse of Horrors episodes. I thought that they're all they're all good. I feel like they all pay homage mm-hmm. to like important works of horror in some genre and then or just have good commentary. I don't know. Like I, I mm-hmm. don't think that it's like there's not a fall off point. They're all enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so too. And I think I think that they get that criticism just because The Simpsons did like sort of like I said, they were talking about the election. They did become more um upfront about like commentary on yeah. the day and things like that, like the current events and political commentary and stuff like that. They definitely became more upfront about it as time went on where it really, really was not part of the show originally. Mm-hmm. At least that was, that's my memory is I don't know what their stance was politically, but I feel like I know where they stand now. Um, and I think that that, that gets a lot of criticism too, just because they're, they're on Fox. Right. Yeah. So like, how do you reconcile? You I don't know. Is that like the cool rebel? Like we're on Fox, but we're still making fun of conservative politicians. Or is it like but yeah, Simpsons I mean, are the cool rebel of? Oh, well, I Fox. know, but it's yeah. like I mean, I don't I know. know. You, mean. you want that? <laughs> Those checks still cash though, right. so I, you yeah. know, that's a t- it's a tough place. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I don't know. Your generation doesn't believe in selling out either, so yeah. <laughs> um so it's okay you can do that you can take the money from fox and then make fun of them i i will say though i think it's interesting that a lot of these shows that have been around for a very long time or like maybe were around in the 90s early 2000s that people my age have picked up recently and rewatched, um especially like teen shows like the oc or, or whatever um dawson's creek mm-hmm. um this is the simpsons has always been a show to me that I felt like I watched and knew about because of you all. And like, it was a thing that all of you all mom and dad too watched because you were around when it like started airing. But I don't know a lot of people my age and younger that had that same like relationship of watching it every week as I did. It doesn't feel like this. Like it feels like it exists mainly for the people that grew up watching it or like were there and able to watch it when it first started airing. You know what I mean? No, I I think that's true. I've always wondered if it has an expiration date because I don't I don't feel like younger people are I don't feel like it's gaining new viewers. I don't know. I have I just, no idea about maybe I'm totally off base. But like I do yeah. I know what you're saying. I do feel like a lot of young people are like, who what it like you guys don't watch The Simpsons. Yeah. You know, it's an older person thing. And I mean, I don't know, like I've shown some of it to charlie and cooper but i can't say and i mean i'm not i think it's fine for kids for mm-hmm. the most part some of the treehouse of horror ones are are scary no no joke they're scary yeah. um but i don't i don't really have a problem with the simpsons for my children i don't yeah. I, you know whatever but um and they watch it at it and sometimes they laugh but i, I wouldn't say they love it maybe when they're older i don't know mm-hmm. well, i mean it's just it's traversed so many different generations at this point i think in its origin, it was it was edgy. It was different than other mm-hmm. things on TV. And now there is so much more. I mean, if you want cartoons that have adult content, there's plenty of that. If you want cartoons that have adult, like, emotional, like, relevance, there's plenty of that. Like, it's not... I mean, I think it, it kind of, you know, answers to, like, the whole, oh, it's edgy on Fox. It's like... It, its appeal was that like oh it's yeah it's kind of dangerous because mm-hmm. it's a cartoon but it's it's doing like uh, you know 
questionable stuff, dark stuff, and now it's just not, it doesn't have that edge anymore. It's, it's, it's kind of boomered out. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's a good way of putting it. I guess, I guess that's true. I don't know because I think, I, I do think there's hope though, because I think that's the Simpsons at its best, kind of like what you were talking about in the episode with Homer and the Forbidden Donut. It, there were moments where it had like such heart mm. And like the characters really care about each other and that becomes the narrative or the ending or the, the big finish. Um, and that is not true. Like if you look at a show like Family Guy, I guess, <laughs> um, that's not there, you yeah. know, like you don't, that's not really part of it. I, I, but the Simpsons would lean into that occasionally. And I, I do feel like that that speaks more to the, to where we are today, that sort of earnest, but like, well, maybe we're kind of a mess, but we genuinely do care about each other and are doing our best. There's something there that is is still relevant and could could speak to people today. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like The Simpsons always had enough of that in there to keep me coming back and not make me think like, oh, my God. OK, so you're jaded and cynical and you're done. I get it. I, I mean, there was so much in like the 90s where the point of the humor was. Haha, I hate my family. <laughs> like, that was the yes. joke. <laughs> like, married with children. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, also, I think, you know, Family Guy was later, but I think that's a lot of the joke is like, haha, we hate each other and we want each other to die. Like, you're right. Simpsons always had more heart. And maybe that's part of its staying power. Even, you know, however, I'm invested in emotionally being there, even if, however often I check mm-hmm. in on it. <laughs> I feel the same way. It would make me really sad to think it went away. And I mean, I, I, you know, when, so I always have this connection to it when I know exactly what you're going to say when Charlie was born. Yes. Uh, and we had to spend that, that long, hard week in the NICU. When we came home, it was right when I think it was F X or F X X, whatever it is, the yeah. other F X, <laughs> the, that channel, uh, did that every, every Simpsons, Simpsons ever, ever marathon. And that's all Justin and I, like we couldn't process anything. We were so just like overwhelmed and traumatized and, and I mean, happy to be home, but also like that last week had been so just hard that we just sat on the couch with Charlie (laughs) taking turns, holding her and feeding her and watching every Simpsons ever. And so I think I will always connect it with like, cause it was, it was like comfort food. It was the same. It was the equivalent of like sitting there and eating a big bowl of mashed potatoes (laughs) I'm watching The Simpsons. I'm safe. This is my childhood. We're all fine here. Like, I I, I don't know. I, that's what The Simpsons is. Every time I would come to visit, it was just always on. I also have that memory. Because yeah. I remember yes. that that being at the same time. Um, but it did always it did always feel more of like a show for me also. When we would mm-hmm. all watch it. When, I mean, you all were adults and we would all watch like TV together. It always felt more than Family Guy or any other show. Like, oh, this is also for me. Like more family friendly, I guess. Yeah. And most of the humor wasn't as it's not adult. Yeah. Um, it's not ed- like you said. Tay, it's not, it's yeah. not edgy. It's not like it's billed as edgy, but it's it's not. And maybe that's what I don't know. Maybe that's what could make it unique in today's like adult cartoon universe realm like yes there's cartoons like i don't know like steven universe that Mm -hmm. adults love i love but don't have any sort of like dark cynical humor as like their basis for being Mm -hmm. funny um but it is different in that sense that like it's marketed towards adults mainly and it's not all 
dark. Yeah. Or adult. Yeah. In like a in like a mature sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a, there's a lot of like a, adult. I'm using quotey fingers when I say that. Cartoons mm-hmm. that seem to think that like correlate or relate horror with cruelty. Like, oh, it's funny because mm-hmm. it's a horrible thing to do. And I don't find any of that funny ever. Yeah. And I like that The Simpsons, for the most part, lacks that. I mean, I think in Treehouse of Horrors, we get some horrible stuff, but it's all it's all a farce. It's all absurdist. You know, it's mm-hmm. done with this sort of reverence to horror media and in this goofy way that's it's also a send-up of a lot of horror media that you can't take it seriously. And I appreciate that because I just, yeah, there's enough cruelty in reality. I don't need it in my cartoons. They, they really do. By, by referencing other media, other works of horror, it really helps with that because they're paying homage. They're commenting. It's, it's about the human condition. It's about like, that's what the works were about. So that's what the Simpsons becomes about Mm -hmm. instead of just a a, a scary cartoon. Um, It's very smart and it does make it feel like you said, like something that I can connect to and not be upset or disturbed by. Although sometimes it is scary. Yeah. They always end it in kind of these ways that somehow make the if you if the original work of cinema did scare you, this is sort of like a way to not be afraid. For some yeah. reason, like the the butterfly effect is always something I found particularly disturbing. You know, the you go back in time and you mm-hmm. I remember that one. That episode was really impactful for me, and the ending always left me in this weird place of it's terrifying, but it's also hilarious to me. Where Homer has a time traveling toaster, I think. Yes, <laughs> he goes back in time and keeps messing things up, and then when he comes back to current time, things are weird, and he, he has to keep trying to make it right. And finally, he just gives up and like accepts like everything's basically the same, but now we're all we have lizard tongues. It's fine. Like <laughs> it, that, it somehow like makes the, that premise less scary. It's like oh whatever, <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> I have uh, I, I saw as I was kind of reading about the history of Treehouse of Horror, I saw an article about in the upcoming one for this year, what they're referencing. And mm-hmm. one of the vignettes is based on parasite. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. Oh, that's oh. Great. So I'm very excited to see what they're going to do. Great. I love. That. I couldn't get squid game out fast enough for it to, uh, for them to do a squid game. one. Whoa. No, that'll probably be next. Year. <laughs> That'll be next year though. Yeah. But well, thank you all for watching some Treehouse of horror. Um, I really enjoyed it. It always puts me in a good mood for the holiday have a Halloween holiday. Halloween I holiday. say holiday season. I mean Halloween, but yeah. I guess that's not. <laughs> well, it's all just a blur, right? Because we got Halloween, and then we have a Nightmare Before Christmas, and then it's Christmas. It's just, it's just it's all the same. Thing, yeah. It all hits the same note for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, detaching from reality. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to think again until January. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! Well, uh, Tay. What's next? Uh, I, next, I want to talk about, I, I guess it's a whole series of films, but we'll at least watch the first one, uh, Final Destination. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, I think that's a good classic. Uh, very, very big and popular yeah. when it came out. I and like, actually, I don't know if I've ever seen the very first one. Oh, really? When I think about it, yeah. Well, it's kind of got that, like, Saw thing where there, I think, has been a Final Destination up until pretty recently. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the first one was definitely uh, one of my favorite movies as a kid. Uh, it came out in, in 2000, I believe. So I was going to say not awesome. too long ago. That's 20 years. Oh, 21 years. 21. 21 years. <laughs> that's, that's Riley years old. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, my gosh. We'll watch a movie that came out when you were born. There you Perfect. go. Well, thank you both. Thank you, listeners. Um, 
There's this show called The Simpsons. You should check it. Yeah. <laughs> if you've never heard of it. Well, however uh, you feel about The Simpsons, I think marathoning the Treehouse of Horrors is, is great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would be careful with little kids. It is a little spooky. Yeah. Um, thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows there that you would enjoy. You can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org and you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I am. I'm going to go mention that to Dad. That's the first thing he's going to yeah, say. Yeah, he will. That was the pasta video of the trash can. That's forbidden pasta. Yeah. Forbidden pasta. Hey, excuse me, everybody. I just uh, wanted to say a few words about the beautiful couple. I've known you two for a long time. And you get along like peanut butter and chocolate. Or, you know, like like uh, comedy and culture, like uh, Maximum Fun Podcasts. <laughs> Actually, they're having a block party from October 11th to October 22nd. And that's kind of like your party, right? You have a community of friends and family. And Max Fun has a community of shows and audiences that support oh, them. Oh You're having a new start with your life together. And Max Fun will be putting out new episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. So it's a great time to introduce your friends to your favorite show or jump into one you haven't tried Is before. Is still talking about podcasts? And they're setting up a volunteer event where we can help out our local communities. Plus, Maximum Fun is going to have games, prizes, episode wrecks, so much other fun stuff. What's wrong with Kyle? Is he okay? Oh! <laughs> anyways, anyways, sorry for getting carried away there. If it's alright with everybody here, let's all raise our glasses for a toast to the Max Fun Block <sighs> Party, which you can learn more about at MaximumFun.org slash Block Party, and don't forget to join in on October 11th. Actually, that... That sounds pretty cool. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.